0: Minimalist Views of Well-being. By T. E. O. Agentival. There's an image here, check out the original post. Heading. Introduction. Subheading. Problems with good minus bad views. Well-being is often defined as the balance of that which is good for oneself over that which is bad for oneself. For instance, hedonism typically equates well-being with pleasure minus pain. And preferentialism often sees well-being as the difference between fulfilled and unfulfilled preferences. Similarly, objective list theories may posit multiple independent goods and bads that contribute to one's overall well-being. A crucial challenge for these, good minus bad, conceptions of well-being is their reliance on an offsetting theory of aggregation. That is, they assume that any independent bads can always be counterbalanced, outweighed or offset by a sufficient addition of independent goods, at least at the individual level. This offsetting premise has more problems than are commonly recognized, including the often sidelined question of what justifies it in the first place, Vinding, 2020a, 2020 2022. Interpersonally, it plays a key role in generating moral implications that many would consider unacceptable, such as, creating hell to please the blissful, a, sector 2.5, b. At the individual level, it implies that a rollercoaster life containing unbearable agony and a sufficient amount of independent goods has greater well-being than does a perfectly untroubled life. These issues highlight the importance of exploring alternative conceptions of well-being that do not rely on the offsetting premise. There's an image here, check out the original post. There's an image here, check out the original post. Heading. Minimalist Alternatives. Minimalist views provide a unique perspective by rejecting the notion of independent goods. Instead, they define things that are good for us in entirely relational terms, namely in terms of the minimization of one or more sources of ill-being. These views avoid the problem specific to the offsetting premise, yet they are often overlooked in existing overviews of well-being theories, which tend to focus only on the variety of good-bad minus bad views on offer. However, not only do minimalist views deserve serious consideration for their comparative merits, they can also, as I hope to show in this post, be positively intuitive in their own right. In particular, I hope to show that minimalist views can make sense of the practical trade-offs that many of us reflectively endorse, with no need for the offsetting premise in the first place. And because many minimalist views focus on a single common currency of value, they may be promising candidates for resolving theoretical conflicts between multiple, seemingly intrinsic values. By contrast, all good minus bad views are still pluralistic in that they involve at least two distinct value entities. Although minimalist views do not depend on the idea of an independent good, they still provide principled answers to the question of what makes life better for an individual. Moreover, in practice, it is essential to always view the narrow question of better for oneself within the broader context of better overall. In this context, all minimalist views agree that life can be worth living and protecting for its overall positive roles. This essay delves into a selection of minimalist views on well-being, not intending to provide an exhaustive survey, but to give a sense of their diversity and intuitive appeal. For instance, experientialist minimalist views like tranquilism remain aligned with the experience requirement, which is the intuition that a person's well-being cannot be directly affected by things outside their experience. In contrast, extra experientialist minimalist views like anti-frustrationism or objective list minimalism reject the experience requirement and can thus be consistent with the intuition that premature death can leave us worse off. Such as when it results in preference frustration, violation of autonomy, or uncompleted life projects. The next section will outline some of the main problems with the offsetting premise. The rest will explore what might be the most intuitive ways to think of well being without it. Heading Reasons to Doubt the Offsetting Premise A Brief Overview The offsetting premise posits that any independent bads can always be counterbalanced, outweighed, or offset by a sufficient addition of independent goods. To motivate the exploration of minimalist views of well-being, this section will briefly outline some of the main reasons to doubt the offsetting premise, summarized mostly from Vinding, 2020a, 2022, and Agentival, 2022a, 2022b. 1. Lack of comprehensive defenses. Major defenses of offsetting theories often lack comprehensive defenses for their main premise. Even though the offsetting premise has been rejected in various ways and faces additional challenges compared to minimalist views. These various rejections and challenges are outlined below. 2. Problems with existing defenses. Many existing defenses of the offsetting premise rely on thought experiments intended to show that alternative views would have implausible implications. Yet these thought experiments tend to be unconvincing for a number of reasons. Specifically, such defenses, there's an indented list here. A. Tend to be confounded by various other issues and practical intuitions that are not supposed to influence our judgment in the relevant cases. B. Often presume the existence of higher states above a subjectively flawless or perfectly undisturbed state to begin with. Yet a strong case can be made that a perfectly undisturbed state is rarely if ever reached during our waking hours, and that undisturbed states are plausibly the hedonic ceiling. Nutson, 2022 c. Rarely address extra-experientialist minimalist views that avoid the purportedly implausible implications without relying on the offsetting premise. d. Rarely attempt to demonstrate that the implications of minimalist views would be worse than those of offsetting views. A side-by-side comparison provides reason to think that the O.P. is the case. That the minimalist implications are comparatively the least repugnant. End of the indented list. 3. Various views reject the premise. The offsetting premise has been rejected in various ways, such as by the views below. The first two will not be explored further in this post. There's an indented list here. A. Incommensurate value entities. Wolf, 1997, holds that pleasure has intrinsic value, but denies that pleasure can outweigh suffering. B. Lexical priority view centered on severe bads. Lexical views grant categorical priority to certain value entities relative to others, and such views are often centered on severe bads. For instance, many people have the intuition that torture-level suffering cannot be counterbalanced by any purported good. C. Minimalist views. Minimalist views entirely reject the notion of independent goods, and instead understand good in relational terms. Closely associated is the normative view that ethics is about solving problems and not about creating unneeded goods that do not relieve anyone's burden, non-relieving goods. End of the indented list. 4. Additional challenges compared to minimalist views. It is widely accepted that severe bads can outweigh milder ones, such as when we prioritize severe suffering over minor pains in triage situations. Yet this notion of negative outweighing, shared by both offsetting and minimalist views, is fundamentally different from the additional offsetting premise, according to which problematic states could be, cancelled out, or, made up for, by the creation of unneeded goods elsewhere. The offsetting premise thus faces the additional challenges of how to justify. There's an indented list here. A. That subjectively unbearable agony, or any bads in the first place, could be counterbalanced by non-relieving goods, as well as what these goods are, and why some of them are better than others b. Why a rollercoaster life of unbearable agony plus a sufficient amount of non-relieving goods has greater well-being than does a perfectly untroubled life? c. Why offsetting views would be more plausible in the context of population ethics, given that they share all the most repugnant features of minimalist views while introducing additional sources of repugnance? End of the indented list. 5. Are priori Reasons to Doubt Phenomenological Dual O.P. Posits? Offsetting views are sometimes defended with reference to a phenomenologically positive counterpart to suffering. Yet the idea of such dual O.P. posite dimensions of experience is less parsimonious and less simple than a view without such O.P. posits. Additionally, it is unclear whether the notion of phenomenological O.P. posits even makes sense, and what it would be like for two experimental states to be dual O.P. posits. 6. Lack of introspective evidence. A direct argument against the existence of a phenomenological counterpart to suffering is that, for many of us, introspection yields no sign of such a counterpart. When we introspectively examine various candidates of positive experiences, we seem to find no phenomenological properties that would render them dual O.P. posits of suffering. Readers are encouraged not to take this claim on authority, but to earnestly pursue this introspective exercise themselves. 7. Deflationary or debunking explanations for why we might believe in a positive counterpart. There are reasonable alternative explanations for the belief in a positive counterpart to suffering, there's an indented list here. A. A misprojection of our common tendency to think in terms of positive and negative real numbers. We tend to think in terms of real numbers and standard addition, since they offer a powerful conceptual framework that is perfectly valid in many contexts. Consequently, we might project these numbers onto our experiences, even if introspection or other evidence might ultimately fail to support such a conceptual representation in this domain. b. Confusion between relative and absolute pluses, people might mistake a reduction in discomfort, a relative plus, for a genuinely positive experience, an absolute plus, when in fact the latter may not exist. For instance, see Sherman, 2017, page 8, sector 11.2, law 2017, Sector 2.1, and Nutson, 2022, Sector 5.2. End of the indented list. Heading. The variety of minimalist views. Subheading. Experientialist views. Experientialist views hold that a person's well-being cannot be directly affected by things outside their experience, Vanderdale, 2021. Experientialist minimalist views define well being as the degree to which we are free from one or more experimental sources of ill being, such as pain, suffering, disturbance, or a visceral non acceptance of our current experience. Such views often draw inspiration from the Buddhist or Epicurean philosophical traditions. At first glance, the various kinds of experientialist minimalist views may seem to differ in only semantic or aesthetic ways, and they arguably are more similar to each other than our extra experientialist views yet they still differ substantially in how they understand the nature of experimental well-being. For instance, some views might posit that the unpleasant quality of an experience is intrinsically bad for us in an objective or attitude-independent way, regardless of our own stance on it. By contrast, other views are more subjective or attitude-sensitive, in that they equate well-being with things such as the degree to which we ourselves wish for our experience to change. Tranquilism, in particular, postulates that no experiences are inherently desirable or undesirable Glor, 2017 sector 5 heading buddhist minimalism some minimalist views of well-being are based directly on buddhist ideas for instance according to philosopher and scholar of buddhism daniel breyer 2015 the ply buddhist tradition understands well-being as consisting in the cessation of dukkha suffering disease dissatisfaction with other factors being good for us only insofar as they contribute to the cessation of dukkha. Heading. Epicurean Minimalism. Similar minimalist views may be inspired by the Epicurean tradition. For instance, a kind of minimalist hedonism results from rejecting offsetting hedonism's concept of positive pleasure at the descriptive level, and adopting instead the following Epicurean-inspired concepts of kinetic and static pleasures. These ideas are traced to their sources and are explored much further in Sherman, 2017, and Knutson, 2019, 2022. 1. Kinetic Pleasure. Kinetic pleasure is the active removal of a pain, Sherman, page 53. It is what results from fulfilling a desire or when a lack or need is being removed, cf. Knutson, 2019. It is what we usually call pleasure yet it is actually not an independent good but rather a temporary relief from a prior experimental disturbance. 2. Static, Catastomatic, Pleasure Static pleasure is the upper limit that the kinetic, remedial pleasure leads up to, a condition of absolute contentment in mind and body, Sherman, page 106. There is no higher pleasure, the limit of pleasure is reached with the removal of all pain, freedom from all pain is the summit of pleasure, cf. Nutson, 2022. Together, these concepts are taken to cover all experiences of pleasure. For instance, joy is active, the removal of mental pain, while tranquility is the static state of being without any distress. Sherman, page 53. Thus, there are ultimately just more or less disturbed experimental states, and according to Epicurean-inspired minimalist views, greater well-being consists in reducing our experimental disturbances. Heading. Contraction-Based Minimalism. In various interviews and conversations, meditator Roger Thisdell has outlined a minimalist view of well-being that is rooted in his own phenomenological observation. The view is formulated in the following terms. 1. Contraction versus Pleasure All experiences contain some level of unpleasantness or disturbance, which Thisdell refers to as contraction. This contraction exists at a more concrete, phenomenologically pinpointable level than does pleasure. Pleasure is, on closer inspection, more akin to a comparative judgment that occurs after experiencing a relief from contractive pressure, cf. The Epicurean notion of kinetic pleasure. 2. Betterness and cessation. As one feels less and less contraction, and thus more expansion, one feels better and better. However, the complete absence of disturbance is only achieved in moments when all experiences and phenomenology, c.e.a. sex. This undisturbed state is, according to this Dell, what meditators refer to as cessation. Heading. Tranquilism. Tranquilism, as proposed by Lucas Glaw, 2017, is a view of well-being inspired by Buddhist and Epicurean ideas. It understands well-being in the following way: 1. Well-being and cravings. Well-being is the degree to which we are free from experienced cravings, which are defined as need-based visceral desires to change our current experience. Cravings are what make an experience bad for us. For instance, the sensation of pain, without any craving for it to end, is not intrinsically bad according to Glor. 2.2. 2. O.P. Timal States. O.P. Timal States are free from aversive components and from cravings for more pleasure. They include states of contentment such as meditative tranquility and flow states. As well as all subjectively flawless states of inner peace, dreamless sleep, and non consciousness. 2.1.3. 3. Pleasure and Cravings. Pleasure, understood as a sensation that increases our hedonic level, can be valuable for its roles in preventing and protecting against the formation of cravings. But the absence of unneeded pleasure is entirely unproblematic. A pleasureless state of consciousness, if free from all cravings, is considered perfectly op-timal and happy. 2.1, 4.1, 4.2, 5. In other words, tranquilism emphasizes our inside view and considers all subjectively untroubled states as op-timal because they are not experienced as suboptimal. By contrast, offsetting hedonism entails that outside view, that more pleasure would always be better for us, even if we do not crave or desire it. Heading. Extra-experientialist views. Subheading. Preferentialist views. Offsetting preferentialism holds that, 1. Satisfied preferences are good for us, 2. Frustrated preferences are bad for us, and, 3. The former can offset the latter. In contrast, Professor of Philosophy Christoph Fahig, 1998, has defended a view called anti-frustrationism, henceforth AF, which holds only the second premise. Here's a quote we don't do any good by creating satisfied extra preferences. What matters about preferences is not that they have a satisfied existence, but that they don't have a frustrated existence. Maximizers of preference satisfaction should instead call themselves minimizers of preference frustration. Page 518. That's the end of that quote. A similar view has been expressed in the past by Peter Singer, 1980, the creation of preferences which we then satisfy gains us nothing. We can think of the creation of the unsatisfied preferences as putting a debit in the moral ledger which satisfying them merely cancels out. The main difference between experientialist minimalist views and AF is that according to AF, here's a quote. People need not be aware of their preferences. What counts is rather the attitude they would have towards something if they fully represented it. Fehige 1998 page 509. That's the end of that quote. See also the explanation and defense of negative ideal preference utilitarianism found in the negative. Utilitarianism FAQ. Heading: Conditional interests versus teleological goods. Closely related to AF are views centered on conditional interests, as defended by philosopher Johann Frick, 2014, 2020. These views are structurally similar to AF, except they apply to interests rather than preferences, St. Jules, 2019. One may think that we can have interests in something without necessarily having a preference for it, or a preference for something that is not in our best interest. Frick's view gives us reason to be skeptical of the concept of intrinsic value, as it criticizes the teleological view of well being, which holds that well being is something to be promoted. In Frick's words, emphasis mine. Here's a quote According to the teleologist, the appropriate response to what is good or valuable is to promote it ensuring that as much of it exists as possible. Next, note that viewing some value F as to be promoted implies that there is no deep moral distinction between, one, increasing the degree to which F is realized amongst existing potential bearers of that value, and, two, creating new bearers of that value. Frick, 2020, pp 63-64. That's the end of that quote. By contrast, Frick argues that we never have unconditional reasons to bring about new instances of well-being as a teleological good. What instead matters is individual's degree of well-being conditional on their existence, that is, whether their interests are satisfied or violated if they exist. Thus, by analogy to how AF is about the minimization of frustrated preferences, one can understand Frick's view to be about the minimization of violated interests. We have reasons not to violate interests, but we do not have reasons to create them, all else equal. In other words, it is better for beings that their interests are satisfied, if they exist. For instance, it is better for existing beings to acquire a higher quality of life, if they have such an interest. Yet our well being is not increased by acquiring new satisfied interests, all else equal. It is bad for beings when their interests are violated, if they exist. For instance, it is bad for existing beings to die, if they have an interest to exist. Yet it is not bad for non-existent beings to not come into existence for their own sake, all else equal, because only existing beings can have an interest to exist. That's the end of that list. Heading. Objective List Views. Lastly, there are minimalist versions of Objective List Views. Objective list views of well being typically claim that various objective goods contribute independently to our well being, where these objective goods may include things like personal achievements, knowledge, and autonomy. Minimalist versions of objective list views can retain largely the same list of objective goods, yet the important difference is that they construe these goods purely in terms of the absence of bads. As described by Vinding, 2023, regarding the purported objective goods of autonomy and virtuous conduct. Here's a quote. For example, rather than seeing autonomy as an objective good that can bring our well-being above some neutral level, the absence of autonomy is seen as an objective bad that detracts from our well-being, placing us below a neutral or unproblematic state of well-being, and having full autonomy can at most bring us to an untroubled or unproblematic level of well-being. Rather than seeing virtue as an objective good that contributes positively to well-being, Vice is seen as an objective bad that contributes negatively, and virtue may be understood as the mere absence of vice, cf. Kupfer, 2011, Nutson, 2022, Sector 4, and so on for any other purported objective good. That's the end of that quote. The list of objective bads that matter independently to our well-being may include things like compromised health, false beliefs, ignorance, premature death, uncompleted life projects, being constrained, being discriminated against, Being exploited, being manipulated, being subjected to violence, and so on. Objective list views need not entail that such objective conditions are the only things that matter to our well being, but merely that certain objective conditions also matter. In other words, one may think that our well being consists in both our objective conditions and our experimental states. This brings us to the more general point that the individual views explored in this essay need not be endorsed as standalone views but can instead be combined into a wide variety of minimalist hybrid theories of well-being. For example, one may endorse a minimalist view according to which experimental states, ideal preferences, conditional interests, and objective conditions all contribute independently to our well-being. This gives a sense of the potential flexibility and variety of minimalist views of well-being, and a sense of how there are many reasonable alternatives to good-bad minus views. Heading. Acknowledgements. I am grateful for helpful comments by Elio Satrini, Anthony Di Giovanni, Barry Grimes, Simon Knutson, Winston Oswald Drummond, Michael St. Jules, Roger thisdell and Magnus Vinding. Heading Main References Agentival, T, 2022a Peacefulness, Nonviolence, and Experientialist Minimalism Ungated, EA Forum Agentival, T, 2022b Minimalist extended very repugnant conclusions are the least repugnant. Ungated, EA Forum. Anonymous. 2015, Negative Utilitarianism FAQ. Ungated. Breyer, D. 2015. The Cessation of Suffering and Buddhist Axiology. Journal of Buddhist Ethics, 22, 533-560. Ungated. CRISP, R. 2021. Well-being. In E. N. Zalta, Ed. Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, Winter 2021 E.D. Stanford University. Ungated. D. Giovanni, A. 2021. Tranquilism respects individual desires. Ungated. Fahich, C. 1998. A Pareto Principle for Possible People. In Fahige, C. and Wessels, U. eds. Preferences 508 543. Walter de Gruyter. Ungated. Fletcher, G. 2016. The Philosophy of Well Being. An Introduction. Routledge. Doi. Fox, J. I. 2022. Does Schopenhauer accept any positive pleasures? European Journal of Philosophy. Ungated. Frick, J., 2014. Making people happy, not making happy people, a defense of the asymmetry intuition in population ethics. PhD thesis, Harvard University. Ungated. Frick, J., 2020. Conditional reasons and the procreation asymmetry. Philosophical perspectives, 34, 1, 53-87. Ungated. Glor, L, 2017. Tranquilism. Ungated. Nutzen S, 2019. Epicurean ideas about pleasure, pain, good and bad. Ungated. Nutzen S, 2022. Undisturbedness as the hedonic ceiling. Ungated. Knutson, S. And this L, R, 2023. Roger Thisdell on Undisturbedness, Positive Experiences, and the Hedonic Peak. Ungated. Schroeder, M. 2018. Value Theory. In E. N. Zalta, Ed. Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, Spring 2018 E.D. Stanford University. Ungated. Sherman, T. 2017. Epicureanism. An Ancient Guide to Modern Well-Being. M. Phil Dissertation, University of Exeter. Ungated. der Dale, W., 2021. The Sentient's Argument for Experimentalism About Welfare. Philosophical Studies, 178, 1, 187-208. Ungated. Vinding, M., 2020A. On Purported Positive Goods Outweighing Suffering. Ungated. Vinding, M., 2020b. Suffering-focused ethics. Defense and implications. Ratio ethica. Ungated. Vinding, M. 2022. A phenomenological argument against a positive counterpart to suffering. Ungated. Vinding, M. 2023. Minimalist versions of objective list theories of well-being. Ungated. Heading. Appendix. Expanding the Epicurean notion of freedom from all pain. At first, we may find implausible the Epicurean notion that the highest pleasure is freedom from all pain. Yet we might find it more intuitive once we unpack the full meaning of all pain. As expanded in Knutson, 2022, Sector 2. 1. A completely undisturbed state is entirely free from any bothersome instances of a long list of things, including ache, agitation, agony, alienation angst, anguish, annoyance, anxiety, boredom, compression, confusion, contempt, dejection, depression, desolation, despair, desperation, discomfort, discontentment, disgust, dislike, dismay, disorientation, dissatisfaction, distress, dread, embarrassment, enmity, ennui, envy, fear, frustration, gloominess, grief, guilt, hatred, heartbreak, horror, hopelessness, humiliation, hurting, impatience, indignation, insecurity, irritation, jealousy, loneliness, longing, loathing, loss, malaise, melancholia, nausea, nervousness, pain, panic, queasiness, regret, rejection, remorse, resentment, restlessness, sadness, shame, sorrow, stress, suffering, tension, terror, throb, tiredness, trouble, unease, unsafety, vexation, want, weariness, weltschmerz, worry. Feelings of being or having been betrayed, disliked, exploited, harmed, let down, neglected, treated badly, underappreciated, unloved, unwanted, or used. Feelings of being or having been a burden on, bad for, or harmful to others. Feelings of meaninglessness. Feelings of effort, resistance, and struggle. Feeling burdened, constrained, lack of control, overworked, stuck, threatened, unfortunate, unfree, unlucky, or weak. Feeling damaged, decaying, declining, defective, ignorant, ill, incompetent, like a bad person, like a failure, like an imposter, low self-esteem, stupid, ugly, or that part of oneself is ugly, unclean, unhealthy, worthless, or of low worth. That's the end of that list. Heading. Notes. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for the Effective Altruism Forum. The original text contained 23 footnotes which were omitted from the narration. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.